1: Welcome to the pastor's study. The year was 643 B.C. Evil King Manasseh is reigning over Jerusalem and he is an evil king. He sets up idols in the temple so people can worship false gods in the temple of God. He brings prostitutes into the temple so people can have sex with prostitutes in the holy Jerusalem temple. Evil King. Well, in 640 B.C., King Josiah becomes king over Jerusalem. He's a good king. He starts repairing the temple, and during the repair of the temple, they find an old book. It's a wonderful story. If you would, take out your Bible, go to the Old Testament to 2 Kings chapter 22, and let's see what happens when revival breaks out, because people rediscover an old book. (laughs) Let's pray first. Father, we do want to pray for our nation, that it would discover, rediscover the book. We are drifting so far from you today, Father, in America, just with all the evil things going on in our culture. We need to get back to the book. Holy Spirit, come and speak to us each about getting back to your book. If there are people watching this that never touched the book, we pray they'll start reading it every day. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. It is about 640 BC and here's what happened. Second Kings chapter 22 we started verse 8. Then Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord, the temple. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan who read it. Now. This is not the whole Old Testament they discovered because that hadn't been completed yet. It's probably either the book of Deuteronomy or the first five books, Genesis through uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. That's probably what they found, but not the whole book. Uh, But verse uh, uh, 9, Shaphan the scribe came to the king, Josiah, and brought back word to the king and said, Your servants have emptied out the money that was found in the house. They've delivered it into the hand of the workmen who have the oversight of the house of the Lord. Moreover, Shaphan the scribe told king Josiah, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. Here's the first lesson I'd like you to get today. This book brings conviction. When Josiah heard this, he felt guilt for himself, for his nation. Have you ever had that happen? Have you ever read through the Bible and, boom, something sticks out and makes you feel guilty? That's good. That's called conviction, and he tore his robe. But Josiah had a son called Jehoiakim. Years later, when Jehoiakim was reigning over Jerusalem, the prophet Jeremiah gave him a book, and he ripped it up. (laughs) So my question for you is, what is your attitude toward this book? Are you Josiah? Do you read it? Do you believe it? Do you let it convict you? Or are you Jehoiakim? If you don't like what it says, you rip it up. Or maybe you don't rip it up, you never read it. I read recently of a survey of American Christians who read their Bible daily, Very small percentage. Is it any wonder America is in such a mess when even the Christians rarely read the book? Verse 12. Then the king commanded Hilkiah the priest and these others, and they, and said, Go inquire of the Lord for me and the people and all Judah concerning the words of this book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that burns against us, because our fathers have not listened to the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning us. So Hilkiah the priest and these others went to Huldah the prophetess, and she said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me, the king, thus says the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil on this place and its inhabitants, even all the words of the book which the king of Judah has read. Because they have forsaken me and have burned incense to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the work of their hands. Therefore, says the Lord, my wrath burns against this place, and it will not be quenched. Here's the next lesson. Wrath is coming. This book told Josiah the King wrath is coming to, on Jerusalem. Do you think wrath is coming to the United States of America? I do. Think of all the states now that have homosexual marriage. Think of the fact that we kill every fourth baby in the womb in the United States. Think of the fact that the United States is the major producer and exporter of pornography worldwide. Think now, I'm a Lutheran, but think that the Catholics now are, the government's trying to force Catholics to pay and get involved in paying for contraceptives and abortifacients. That is evil. Think now of a couple states now in the United States that have recreational marijuana use. I think America is ripe for the wrath of God. Look at verse 18. But to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus you shall say to him, says Huldah the prophetess, thus says the Lord God of Israel, Regarding the words which you have heard, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse, and you have torn your clothes and wept before me, I truly have heard you, declares the Lord. Here's the next lesson, we need humility and weeping. When, when Josiah heard the words of the book, he cried, he humbled himself. We need an army of Christians in America today to humble ourselves before the Lord and weep for America. Do you ever weep for what's happened to our country? A while ago, I turned on public television here in the Twin Cities, Channel 2, and they put profanity on that other stations don't. And here Jesus Christ is being used as a swear word. I know I prayed, I picked up the phone, I complained to Channel 2. But when I was little, you turned on TV, you got Leave it to Beaver, Ozzy and Harriet. Now you get the vilest stuff on TV. Every TV show seems to be promoting something evil. Fornication, sex outside of marriage, gay stuff. I mean, America is ripe for the wrath of God. And we need you, Christian. Get on your knees tonight. Pray for America. Plead with God for America. Well, let's see what Josiah's reward is for humbling himself. That is verse 20. Therefore, behold, I will gather you to your fathers, and you will be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes will not see all the evil which I will bring on this place, Jerusalem. So they brought back word to the king. What was Josiah's reward for turning to God? You will die an early death. Now, that might seem strange, and it kind of is. I mean, what if the doctor tells you you've got six months to live before your cancer gets you? That might be God being nice to you, sparing your eyes from what may be happening to the United States. Could be. But before the destruction of Jerusalem comes, in 586 B.C., when the Babylonians totally wipe out Jerusalem, unexpectedly, under Josiah, a revival breaks out. It doesn't last real long, but before destruction comes, there was a revival. Let's see what happens. Look, we're now in chapter 23, 2 Kings 23, verse 1. Then the king sent, and they gathered to him all the elders of Judah and of Jerusalem, The king went up to the house of the Lord, the temple, and all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him, the priests, the prophets, all the people, both small and great. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which was found in the house of the Lord. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord, to keep his commandments and his testimonies and statutes with all his heart, with all his soul, to carry out the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people entered into the covenant. So revival came, for a while anyway. And what was the first step of the revival? Public reading of the book. The thing that will get America to turn around is if we start paying attention to the book. I'm a Lutheran I've had more than one Lutheran tell me you know why our family left the Lutheran Church It's because that preacher doesn't preach the Bible. I mean they read it but when the sermons come it's all about environmentalism or or this social movement or whatever. They don't preach the book. I have a brother that I don't think ever goes to church and I was urging him to go to church and I said Mark you don't have to go to a Lutheran church but find some church that preaches the book. The first step of revival is returning to the book. The next step of revival, Second Kings 23 verse 4. Then the king commanded Hilkiah the high priest and the priests of the second order and the doorkeepers to bring out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made for Baal, for Asherah, these are false gods, and for all the host of heaven. And he burned the idols outside Jerusalem in the fields of Kindron and they carried their ashes to Bethel. He did away with the idolatrous priests whom the kings of Judah had appointed to burn incense in the high places in the cities of Judah and in the surrounding area of Jerusalem. Also those who burn incense to Baal, to the sun, to the moon, and to the constellation, and to all the host of heaven. He brought out the Asherah, false gods, from the house of the Lord outside Jerusalem to the brook Kidron. He burned it at the brook Kidron, and he ground it to dust and threw its dust on the graves of the common people. He also broke down the houses of the male cult prostitutes, which were in the house of the Lord, the temple, where the women were weaving hangings for the Asherah, for the false gods. Uh, Verse 8. Then he brought all the priests from the cities of Judah and defiled the high places where the priests had burned incense. And he broke down the high places of the gates, etc. So, first step in revival is a return to the book. Second thing Josiah did to bring revival, house cleaning. He cleaned out the temple. And notice he got rid of four things. Number one, in that verse, he got rid of the idols. He threw all the false gods out of the temple. Do you have a false god in your life that you need to get rid of? Somebody was telling me about their shop-till-you-drop in-laws. And this person said, all they do is shop for themselves. And somebody said, you know, shouldn't some of your money go to the, the poor and to the church and to evangelize people? And their response was, God made the poor. <laughs> you know, what, if you're one of these Christians, you do care that you are saved and your family safe, saved, but you don't give a rip if the rest of the world goes to hell. you got an idol. So he got rid of the idols. Second thing he did house on, he got rid of the false priests. Do we have false priests in the church today? I went to a website a couple days ago of a certain ELCA Lutheran church in Bloomington, Minnesota. You go to their website, here's a picture of a Swami seated in a kind of a lotus-type position. This Lutheran church... Is bringing in a swami to teach them how to do meditation? Let me give you another example of a false priest. I went to a United Church of Christ service a while ago. The worship leader gets up and says, let's say together the Lord's Prayer. Our mother and father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I got so angry. Who was this worship leader to correct the Lord Jesus Christ in the Lord's Prayer? Isn't that a little arrogant? Let me give you another example of a false priest. A very popular speaker now in the ELCA Lutheran Church is the Reverend Nadia Bowles-Weber. She uh, uses the F word when she speaks. She spoke at Historic Central Lutheran Church, downtown Minneapolis. She she used the F word. She's written a book. She calls the disciples twelve F ups. She used to be involved in Wicca. That's witchcraft. But now she's a pastor, and she's come around, and she says people think I was lost. Uh, when I was in the Wicca when I worshiped the goddess of Wicca but she's come to see that the goddess of Wicca is but another aspect of our Christian God and she speaks to the youth she spoke at the youth convention I mean uh, and and I'm, I'm quoting her forgive my language quote oh my God nobody believes every word of the Apostles Creed well I do Nadia most Christians do and she's an ELCA Lutheran speaker pastor Let me give you another example of false priesthood. The ELCA Lutheran Church just installed uh, months ago its first practicing homosexual bishop. That's evil. Here's what's even more evil. Former ELCA head bishop Mark Hansen spoke at the installation. He apologized to the crowd that the church has for so long stood against homosexual behavior. It's bullying, according to Mark Hansen. And then this is one more example of a false priest, and it doesn't get more bizarre than this. The ELCA Lutheran Bishop of Chicago. You know, homosexual marriage is is legal now in Illinois. And the ELCA Lutheran Bishop of Chicago is telling his partnered homosexual pastors that now they need to get married. Wait a minute. (laughs) What if it's a sin, Bishop? Do you want a man to marry a man and stay in a committed relationship when that relationship, according to 1 Corinthians 6, is going to send him to hell? What if they repent? I mean, this is bizarre. My point is, are there false priests in America today in the church? You better believe there are. The third thing, he cleaned out the false prophets. He cleaned out the idols out of the temple. The third thing, Josiah cleaned up the prostitutes. They had prostitutes in the temple, and he got rid of them. Do you have a prostitute in your life you need to get rid of? I mean, here's a Christian man that was telling me about his pornography struggle. And he asked God to forgive him and, and et cetera. And I said, well, you got rid of the pornography. Well, no, I keep it in the house. Wait a minute. How can you take Holy Communion, ask God to forgive you, if you're going to keep the stuff, you've got to get rid of that pornography. And then the fourth thing. He got rid of porn, uh, prostitutes, he got rid of false teachers, he got rid of idols. But look at the fourth thing he got rid of. Look at verse 10. He also defiled Topeth, which is in the valley of the sons of Hinnon, that no man might make his son or daughter pass through the fire for Malak, the false god. Next thing he got rid of was child sacrifice. The Jews were actually killing their children to worship Moloch. Do we have child sacrifice? in the church today in the United States? Well, the United Church of Christ, the Episcopal Church in America, the ELCA Lutheran Church, and the Presbyterian Church USA all endorse abortion rights. The ELCA Lutheran Church and some of these others pay for abortions in their health care plan for pastor's families. To me, the sign that this nation is starting to turn around will, be, will stop some of the child sacrifice in our nation. Let us look at verse 21. Then the king commanded all the people saying, celebrate the Passover to the Lord your God as it is written in the book of the covenant. Surely such a Passover had not been celebrated from the days of the judges who judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah. But in the 18th year of King Josiah, the Passover was observed to the Lord in Jerusalem. Here's the Uh, the the next step in revival. First, you get back to the Bible. Secondly, you do the house cleaning, but the third step uh, of revival, actual observance of the book. It's not enough to stop doing the bad stuff. You got to start doing the good stuff. Here's a man who says to me, "Oh, Pastor Brock, when I come to church, I love coming to church. I get so fed in church on Sundays, and if I miss church, It's like things don't go right the rest of the week. I love coming to church. I was at a restaurant this week, and a woman, the the waitress, found out I was a preacher. She says to me, would you pray to the man upstairs for me? I keep doing this stuff that I know I shouldn't be doing. And, And I did pray for her. And, you know, Lord, help her not do that stuff. But then I also prayed, Lord, help her not just stop doing the bad stuff. Help her start doing the good stuff. Get her into a good church that preaches the Bible. Well, let's review. Here are the steps of revival. You get back to the book, you do house cleaning, and then you actually start observing what it says in the book. And then let's look at verse 24. Moreover, Josiah removed the mediums and the spiritists and the teraphim and the idols and the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and Jerusalem, that he might confirm the words of the law, which were written in the book that Hilkiah found in the house of the Lord. And before him there was no king like Josiah who turned to the Lord with all his heart and all his soul and all his might according to the law of Moses, nor was there one, anyone like him after him. Here's the next lesson. One person can do amazing things. One king got sold out for the Lord, and he did amazing things. You may think, well, I'm just one person. Yeah, but you can. I mean, somebody told me about their nine-year-old nephew. And he's a little Baptist boy who loved the Lord. He'd go to unchurched people and tell them, you know, you need to believe in Jesus. Would you come to my church? Well, he got a terminal disease. Before he died, he said to the preacher, make sure you have an altar call at my funeral. And a lot of people showed up for this little boy's funeral and the preacher did an altar call, 23 people accepted Christ at that little boy's funeral. One person can do amazing things for the Lord. Well, nevertheless, in spite of the revival, judgment still came. Look at verse 26. However, the Lord did not turn from the fierceness of his great wrath with which his anger burned against Judah because of all the provocations with which Manasseh provoked him. The Lord said, I will remove Judah also from my sight as I removed Israel. I will cast off Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen, and the temple of which I said, My name shall be there. And then the lesson is judgment still came. In 586 B.C., the Babylonians came in and destroyed Jerusalem. So, the question is this. Is it too late for America? I don't know, but I'm going to guess it doesn't look good. I've said before that there's a sign by a river that says, Point of No Return. Meaning, if you canoe past that point, no matter how much you try to back paddle, you're going over the falls. Has America passed the point of no return? I know God can do anything. I don't see any sign in our culture that we're turning around. One last lesson, and this is kind of a sad point. Josiah's sons never converted. Josiah's son Jehoiakim put the Idols right back into the temple, and they all went after the wrong stuff, and that's when God had to finally judge them. Some of you watching this, you're converted, your son or your daughter, they are not. I have people that I love who are not at all interested in Christ. That hurt Josiah. I'm sure it hurts you. It hurts me. Pray for them till the day you die. But the sad truth is, you can be converted, and your loved ones not. Well, let me just close by asking one last question. Will you rediscover this old book? How often do you read the Bible? Do you never read the Bible? Would you do this? Get the Bible off the shelf. Put it next to your bed. Put it next to your lazy boy, but start reading this book every day because the only way you're going to get revival in your life and in our nation is if we get back to the book. I read an interesting quote once. It said, the Bible that is falling apart usually belongs to somebody who isn't. (coughs) Would you do this for your sake, for your good? Would you take out a Bible and start reading it every day? Amen.
2: Welcome to the portion of the pastor's study where we now ask Pastor Brock to share with us his knowledge of scripture and his insights to answer questions we have regarding the Bible, our Lord, and our everyday walk with him. Pastor Brock, you talked about that we need to start reading our Bibles. How would you suggest a person who hasn't been reading should start to read the Bible? Yep.
1: First, I would go buy a good Bible. The ESV Study Bible is excellent. It's got good notes on the bottom of each page explaining things. So the ESV Study Bible. And then, Jackie, if they haven't, I would suggest start with Matthew chapter 1. And then go all the way through the New Testament, and then go all the way through the Old Testament. And I'm—I'm am I'm re- i mean, I've read the Bible a number of times. I just like to read straight through it. Don't hop all over the place. So pick Matthew and start with Matthew, and go all the way through the Old Testament, then the New.
2: So do the New, new Testament, New than the Old. The you New Testament. You can first. start with
1: Genesis chapter one. Nothing's wrong with that. All right. Uh, but yeah.
2: Okay, and you said what you thought was the best version, so I won't ask you that question. Do you think that God's wrath is really coming to America? You talked about it. Yeah,
1: I do, Jackie. um, Unless something huge happens where we turn around, I think, you know, you don't kill every fourth baby and get away with it before God. And America... Uh, to, Jesus said, To whom much is given, much shall be required. No nation has been given the spiritual and material blessings the United States has, and now we're just thumbing our nose at God.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Pastor Brock, you also talked about God rewarded Josiah by letting him die early. Yeah. Is this happening today, do you think?
1: Well, you know, I'm thinking of my niece, who died at age nine months, and that was very hard. She had a brain tumor. It was an awful situation. But you know what I thought? Who knows what the Lord spared that little girl? Maybe she would have grown up and had an absolutely miserable life. Maybe God was being nice by taking her home at age nine months.
2: It's hard for people to accept that though. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, When Josiah got rid of the idols, what are some of the idols that we have in the church today? I mean, he was talking actual idols he was. back then.
1: Now, what I hit in the sermon just now are the, the sins of the liberal church. But if I can hit a sin of the conservative more churches, this prosperity gospel that you see when you turn on TV preachers, you know, believe hard enough, you're going to get more money, you're always going to be healed. It's all money, 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 money. That's an idol, is, is money in the church today. Why, don't, why aren't we sending more missionaries out all over the world? Because I'm keeping my money.
2: Okay, you also talked about Josiah got rid of the false priests. I guess my question for you is, who are some of the false priests today? You've mentioned about some people who talk about prosperity and things. Are Uh, those false
1: priests? On the conservative side, I think prosperity gospel is, is wrong. On the liberal side, the universalists who teach that everybody goes to heaven—you don't need Jesus to be saved. The the liberals teaching—we got to worship God the mother now, so we're not sexist. I mean, that that's the kind of stuff that's false teaching.
2: And we have a lot of that. We do. Yeah. Is there one re- one branch of religion well, worse than the you know, other?
1: There's there's the pr- thing is. There, there are good Presbyterian, Lutheran, Methodist churches. You just got to seek them out, and you got to ask important questions when you go there. Gratefully, the big non-denominational Bible churches, they're pretty biblical. Yeah.
2: Well, we only have 30 seconds left here, and so we'd like to thank you for being with us this week. If you haven't seen some programs, that you heard about some programs that you still want to see, our website comes up at the end, and you can go there anytime and view any of our shows. They'll be on there. And we just would thank you for your prayers and continue to pray for this ministry to meet its goals and needs. And we thank you for being with us and pray that God would grant you his richest blessings until we're together again next time.
0: Thank you for watching The Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry?